Welcome back to another episode of the Cody Tucker Show. As always, I'm your host, Cody Tucker. Be sure to like and subscribe, all that good stuff. Um, so I have been on a bender lately uh, with like true crime documentaries, especially like specifically these kind of newer ones that have come out on Netflix. And then, dude, okay, so I, I mean, I've always been fascinated by all this kind of stuff, like any kind of true crime stuff, like... Um, Serial killers, um, like watching like FBI files, all that kind of stuff. And this one, this one actually is on Peacock, but this goddamn Casey Anthony documentary is so fucking nuts. <laughs> I mean, more, fuck, I mean, her killing her kid is the second most nuts thing about this. The most nuts thing is that. She thought this was a good idea. I mean, I guess coming from a woman who murdered her own child, you know, this isn't the person with a bag full of amazing ideas. <laughs> so she's like, oh, let's just make a documentary to prove that I'm not crazy. And I'm just going to come off batshit crazy the entire time. I mean, it is wild. I mean, look. I mean, who, you know, look, I, uh, who hasn't, you know, thought about killing a kid before? Like, anytime I'm at a grocery store and I hear some little fucker behind me, like, just screaming at the top of his lungs, I kind of think, you know, where is Casey Anthony when you need her? <laughs> I mean, fuck me. Look, I, I mean... The closest I've ever come is, uh, you know, slipping a plan B into someone's oatmeal. That's, <laughs> that's, that's about the closest I've ever gotten to, you know, killing a kid. But goddamn, she went full force on this thing. It is, I mean, it is amazing. One thing that I did notice about myself, which I am not necessarily proud to admit, is Casey Anthony's kind of fucking hot. <laughs> look, like, look, I mean... There is something about just those dead eyes. I mean, like, I don't know. She's hot as shit. Like, I completely excuse her being a, a heartless murderer because of, like, how hot she is. I mean, god damn. Like, I mean, it's something about those eyes. Like, she has, she has fucking, like, clockwork orange eyes. Or she's just, like, you know, like. Ah, miss like not Ludwig Van like that. <laughs> like she is, <coughs> she's fucking wild. And I mean, like, there's something about being able to see above someone's pupils, like seeing the whites above the pupils. Like you know, that's a psychopath. Like, like she has, like she has the face of someone who just saw a mouse. 
I mean, that that is that is a hundred percent. Like if you look at any picture of like a school shooter, any of those people, they all have that. Just those like, you know, like big eyed, just staring into nothing. Like, so whenever I was watching this documentary, this woman, a hundred percent killed this kid. Yet, I would still, I would go out with Casey Anthony. A hundred. I mean, look, I I am in no position to be picky about who I go out with. So yeah, I mean, you murdered your own kid. You know, I've I've, I've been with worse. <laughs> I think I don't. Hey, look. You know, I'd say she's pretty goddamn progressive. You know, her body, her choice. I mean, it was basically just a very late-term abortion. <laughs> like, that bitch waited till the 15th trimester and was like, yeah, well, time to exercise my rights. <laughs> oh, my God. I mean... Like, could you imagine if I started dating Casey Anthony? Hey, if you're out there, I mean, if by the time this comes out, you haven't been fucking locked away, I mean, get at me, because it's got to, I say it's got to be hard for her to find somebody. I bet it's not. (laughs) There's plenty of losers like me who are like, hey, I don't care how many fucking people you killed. Like, you're pretty goddamn hot, so good enough. I mean, I, I am in no position to be picky about, you know, who I'm dating. So, yeah, I don't know. I was, the whole time I'm watching, I'm just like, God damn, does she not have anyone on her side telling her, like, do not do this? Like, her whole story had kind of faded away. Like, I I mean, I hadn't heard shit about Casey Anthony in a long time until this documentary. I was like, fuck, man. Like, you just brought yourself right back into the shit. It's so bizarre, like, to just think. I mean, don't, really, don't ever make a documentary about yourself. You're not going to come off good. Like, the only reason anybody would be, would entertain the idea of making a documentary about you is because you did some wild shit. And they're going to exploit it. So for her to be like, oh, yeah, yeah, let's do it. That'd be a great idea. I'll show everyone how innocent I am. (laughs) And then it goes, she's like blaming her dad and she's like, oh, here we go. Another fucking spoiled white bitch, like blaming her problems on daddy issues. Like, nah, like your dad didn't kill this, your daughter. Like you killed her and we're driving around with her in the trunk of your car for like weeks. I mean, crazy. For the record, I don't think you should kill kids. (laughs) I mean, I guess that should probably be said, but you know. My God, so I so I started with that one, and then immediately went to um, this Jeffrey Dahmer series, uh, which I had started but not finished because I was just like, I started watching and I was like, man, how much shit like I pride myself on my knowledge of Jeffrey Dahmer. <laughs> it's not a great thing to you know be boastful about, but you know I feel like I've watched so many documentaries. And interviews with him. I'm like, yeah, I mean, I got the story of Jeffrey Dahmer. Like, I, you know, I know what he did. He was a piece of shit. Ate a bunch of gay dudes. And, you know, that's about it. <laughs> but I was watching, like, goddamn, like, Evan Peters is so fucking good. 
and it really, you're just watching it and the whole time realizing Jeffrey Dahmer is basically just a cannibal version of Napoleon Dynamite. <laughs> like, the whole time he's just pissed off that his family are, like, being kind of nosy. <laughs> and might catch the fact that he has a fucking mannequin in his bed. <laughs> or a human head in uh, a locked box in his closet. And the whole time, like, you know, like, his grandma's like... <laughs> Like, like Jeffrey, I feel <laughs> I smell something weird coming out of your room. He's like, "Oh, mom, that's just my taxidermy stuff." Like, <laughs> he's such a fucking dork. Oh my god! Like, it really is. He is a cannibal Napoleon Dynamite. It's like, gosh, Grandma, just stay out of my room. <laughs> like, I have all my personal things in there. Like, yeah, no shit, motherfucker. You have a human head wrapped in saran wrap. Which is a great advertisement. Because she really wasn't ever complaining about the smell from his room. She was com- complaining about the smell coming from the basement. Where he was, like, carving people up. But, I mean, this dude had a human head wrapped in saran wrap in his closet. That she never could smell that. So that's really a great advertisement for saran wrap. That, like, look, we will keep shit so fresh... <laughs> that you can have a human head in your closet with no sort of um, refrigeration. He didn't pack it with salt like a fucking, you know, a fur trapper. He had a just hot-ass human head in his closet wrapped and wrapped in just like, it looked like one layer of saran wrap. And it was able to keep it fresh and keep the smell, keep the odor away. How saran wrap isn't jumping on this moment is like a... I mean, this is the perfect advertising for them. <laughs> I look, I don't know, man. I think um, Jeffrey Dahmer is just, I mean, it is sad when you watch it because you're like, fuck, man. Like, if he would have just, like, cause, okay, so one thing that the documentary, does, I mean, the, not the documentary, that the show does such a good job on is because, like, I've read a, I read a book about Jeffrey Dahmer, like it went very in depth and it was the first time I'd ever heard about his dad or about his parents, really both of them in every documentary. I saw like this, like true crime documentaries, um, you know, like interview, like all these things. It was always Jeffrey Dahmer came from a perfect household, no issues. Parents were very normal, average parents. And he just became a psychopath, which inherently is way more terrifying. Like the idea that somebody could just be to have nothing in their background that would lead them to this path and they somehow do it. It like propagates the idea that there is a such thing as evil of just straight evil, which I don't necessarily believe that there is. I don't necessarily, I don't believe that there's a force of evil that makes people do shit. I think there are people who, I think any evil like evil thing people have done is a hundred percent explainable um like the most evil group of all time are the nazis i mean i there's actually like a cycle i can't i don't know what you would call it but like a, a psychological like term for the idea that at any point when you start talking about like evil the idea of evil if you go into the conversation long enough, eventually Hitler will be brought up. It's the same for politicians. Like, if you talk about politicians long enough, eventually Hitler becomes uh, part of the conversation. 
just they people get compared to Hitler if they are at a certain high enough level. There's some it's like the gold Goldman Gideon something law. I don't know. Um but yeah, if you're thinking if you're asking, if you asked a hundred random people what are the mo- what's the most evil group of all time, ninety five percent are gonna say Nazis. Uh, for sure. But you can explain the Nazis' actions. Like it wasn't just that these this ran these random groups of, you know, twenty, eighteen to thirty, forty year old Germans were just born in a country where they just all happened to grow up and become evil pieces of shit. Like it's not that isn't what happened. They were otherwise probably very nice, normal people. Which, I mean, I'm not trying to make it seem like Nazis are in any way good people. But you take away, like, if those things had never happened, if, like, Hitler doesn't come along, if World War II doesn't, if really, if World War One never happens, that puts Germany in this shithole spot, and then you have a dickhead like Hitler come along who's like, hey, I can tell you how to fix this shit. Jewish people suck. <laughs> like, that. if you don't have that come along, those guys, like every person who was in like the SS or like the Luftwaffe, whatever group, um, you know, uh, like the Gestapo, all those people, they don't become those people. They just become probably members of the military or whatever, but are just normal people. Like they, the, I don't believe that there just happened to be this group of thousands of horrible monsters in this one country at this one time, and it just worked out that way. Like, it's not evil. Even Hitler, like, you, like, as all the actions are evil actions, but you can explain, like, he explained his fucking logic. He wrote a goddamn book saying, hey, here's what I'm gonna do in the future, and everybody's just like, oh, what a fucking crackpot. Like, he explained it. Now, is their, like, methodology, ideology completely fucked? Yeah. Targeting any race, religion, group, whatever, culture, and thinking they need to be erased is fucked up. But you can explain how people get to that level. I mean, that's how it is. Like, it wasn't just that some evil ghost came and fucking invaded a baby Hitler and then 35 years later... The Holocaust. Like, that isn't what happened. Um, it's sometimes easier to just explain it that way. Oh, he's just evil. Hitler is evil. The Nazis are evil. They did, e- like, horrible fucking stuff. But you can explain it. Like, you can explain why they got, how they got to that point, And how otherwise, probably very normal people will do horrendous shit if they don't think that what they're doing is bad. And, I mean, there's a lot of Nazis, like, long after World War II who, you know, didn't get persecuted during, like, the Nuremberg trials, who have been interviewed where they're like, yeah, I don't regret any of this shit. You're like, you don't regret any of this? How the fuck is that possible? Like, they are so brainwashed by that, you know, Nazi ideology that they don't think they did anything wrong. Now, there are a lot of them who were just like, I can't believe I was able to be led that way. And I highly regret what I did. It's fucking horrible. Um, You know, there are people who say that. And I, you know, am typically pretty fucking cynical. 
I don't think all of them are lying. I'm sure there are some who are just trying to save their asses, but I think some of them really do like look back here and like, fuck, I can't believe I did this. Because you have to think, I mean, a lot of these are just people who enlisted in the German army and rose up to a point where like they were basically trained into becoming these fucking psychopaths. And it's crazy. And it's not just them. Like, you look at, like, the Jap. I mean, in a lot of ways, the Japanese military was way worse. <laughs> I mean, it is, like, when you really dig into, like, what the Japanese did during World War II, oh, my God. Like, there's the a thing called the, uh, which you can't, you can't say on YouTube, but the, the it rhymes with a uh, ape. Um, the blank of Nanking, just Nanking's a part of China, where this group of Japanese soldiers were basically just told, like, hey, you're going to go into this area of China and basically just fuck shit up. And boy, did they. <laughs> they went into this area of China and killed everybody. And none of these people were soldiers. They were like Chinese soldiers. It was like women, children, babies. One of the things that they did, which is, I mean, fucking nuts, is because their guns had bayonets, is that they impaled babies onto the bayonets and then had, you know, thousands of Japanese soldiers with babies impaled on bayonets marching through the streets of Nanking. That's pretty fucking evil. But it's the same thing, like... These people in Japan aren't inherently evil. Like, that'd be crazy to say that the Japanese people are inherently evil. Like, no. And in 1942 or 41, whenever the uh, the blank of Nanking was, they weren't, they didn't get possessed by some evil spirit. They got possessed by, like, a nationalism that fucked them up royally to the point where they didn't see other people as human beings. They saw them as... Not even as animals, like lower than animals. So, it's not, it's not explaining it to the, to where you get to the point where you're like okaying it. You're just explaining how how a person can get to that point when it isn't some just mystical thing of evil. Like Jeffrey Dahmer didn't wasn't possessed. He, and and going back to you know the original thought, he is typically made out to be a kid who grew up in the most normal household of all time and just became a fucking monster. That's not the case. Like, And I read one book about Jeffrey Dahmer, and they mention it, not even in detail. In this fucking series, they really dove into the fact that his parents were wackos. <laughs> like, his dad was a fucking psychopath who just didn't commit murder yet. But it had had all these urges of killing people and raping people and all this. Ah, fuck. Um, bleeping people. <laughs> and, uh, I mean, also he used to, I think was like an arsonist and used to like set fires to buildings and then show up to the fire while all the police and shit were there and jerk off like in his car to like the idea that all these like firemen and police were there for the fire, like this building burning down. Um, I think that's true. Also may or may, may not even be true. But, yeah, and then his mom was a whew, loony. Like, this motherfucker was, like, chasing aliens and, I mean, was on crazy amounts of meds while Jeffrey Dahmer was uh, in utero. 
I was like, yeah, no shit that fucked him up. And there's all kinds of studies that show that if a mother, specifically a mother, but it, I mean, it could be a father too, but if a mother doesn't give a certain level of attention to their child, it can send them down a horrible path. Like it's like a, you know, a nurturing need that an, an infant has to have to, you know, to basically develop their themselves like their mental self to a sane level um it's why like there's this thing which i mean i know i'm weird as fuck and i have crazy mental issues <laughs> i mean mostly just like anxiety and depression you know the the normal shit <laughs> and i'm sure a lot of it comes from like childhood stuff even though i didn't have like a horrible childhood but I definitely never felt like I was getting any kind of attention ever. So but everything I do is basically like, hey, fucking look at me. <laughs> but it was because, like, you know, my parents weren't really doing that. It was more like they didn't, like, I don't know. It's very difficult for me to explain. Um, but I definitely, I get the idea of, like, you're not getting the full attention of a mother or a parent. And there's even this thing with things like still face or something like that. It's something where if a mom doesn't show any kind of facial expression, like any laughter, smiling, any kind of facial, facial expression to what their child does, it can fuck them up bad. Like, like, and I think there might have been a little bit of that in mind. I mean, not to any level where you would, you know, commit some horrible crimes, but probably enough to make me real nervous all the fucking time. And, you know, that's just part of it. But Jeffrey Dahmer's mom was 100% like a still-faced mom who was just zoinked out of her fucking skull 24-7, wasn't paying him any attention. And his dad was... His dad was taking him to go find animals, like dead animals, and then fucking cut them apart. And I know, you know, the 50s, well, I guess it's like 50s, 60s, different time. I don't think... There, how could there be any point in human history where that didn't raise a red flag? Like, why the fuck does my seven-year-old want to cut open a fucking dead possum and look at its heart? <laughs> like, if I had a kid... So let's say I was unfortunate enough to have a child. <laughs> and that motherfucker came up to me and said, Dad, a dog just got hit by a car. Can we go get it? I'd be like, for what? He said, well, I just want to see what he looks like inside. <laughs> I'd be like, get him, like, wrap him up, let's go. And I would have my, like, I would tape my fucking kid up with duct tape and just throw his ass in the goddamn Guadalupe River. Like, hell no, I am doing the world a favor right now. <laughs> like, I, I mean, like, there's three signs of a person potentially becoming a psychopath. Like, three big signs to look out for when they're a kid. And it's fucking with animals. Uh, having a weird fascination with fire and setting things on fire. And um, pissing the bed to, like, a old age to like you know wetting the bed into like their teenage years if a person has all three of those they are more than likely going to become a psychopath i'm going to hedge my bets and if i have a kid who does any of those three things like if you wet the bed past nine 
sorry, bud. <laughs> like you're you're fucking done. I I just I don't get like parents not like how do you not you're around this little shit twenty four seven and you don't notice anything and like all these excuses Jeffrey Dahmer had about like I that's just uh, it's all my taxidermy stuff that's the smell it's like there's a difference I would imagine between a dead raccoon and a fucking dead dude <laughs> like it has I mean I from everything I've ever heard about people tell them like what a dead body smells like it's not comparable to something else so I don't know man that is just it is so fucking hard to watch a lot of it though and like and yeah and the, I mean, the police didn't give two fucks because they were all like gay so they were just like eh, well, <laughs> we're not dealing with this gay shit <laughs> I mean, it's a little more than that. Like, this dude's fucking eating people. Yeah, wild. Wild stuff. I mean, if you haven't watched it, for sure, check it out. And then the um, last one that I watched was Don't Pick Up the Phone, which just came out on Netflix. I had heard a little bit about this story um, from watching the movie Compliance. I think the movie's called Compliance. But it's about... So basically, what happened what that movie is about and what this documentary is about is that uh, I don't know it's probably like 10 years ago maybe even a little longer I mean it went over a pretty good stretch of time there was this dude who was calling around these different fast food restaurants saying that I'm with such and such police department we have a report that one of your employees and he would like very vaguely describe the employee uh, stole money from a customer we need you to bring her into the room, and one of two options can happen. We can either come get her, which is going to be very embarrassing for the business because the police are going to come and arrest one of your employees, or you could do the search for us, which immediately, which I'm not a manager of anything, but if I was, <laughs> immediately in my head I would think, yeah, I'm not about to strip search a fucking teenage girl. I don't care. <laughs> like, you come get her ass. I'm just the fucking man. There's a thing where people try way too hard with their jobs. And it gets them into deep shit. You're just there to get a paycheck. When If you work at goddamn Wendy's, you shouldn't be striving for employee of the month. Who gives a shit? Just go in there. Make sure the place doesn't burn down. Get your fucking check every two weeks. Go home and you know have a fucking life these goddamn managers are like sure i'll strip search one of my fucking employees and describe to you in detail and then like i mean so one i'm already out like i'm not strip searching a fucking anybody let alone strip searching some chick after she's worked a fucking 10 hour shift Ugh. <laughs> i mean that's fucking Dahmer level smells and the dude is like, you know, saying like, he, I mean, the dude's so fucking, I mean, I I would say he's smart about it, but not really because you just, he's really just playing on the fact that most people are fucking dumb. And, you know, you call around enough places, eventually somebody's going to just fall for this shit and be like, oh, you're a police officer? Like, I'd be like, fuck you, come get her ass. If she stole money from a customer, fuck her. That's her, you know, I mean, so, you know, and then as he's 
pretending to be a police officer, telling these like managers like, okay, take your shoes off, take your socks off. All that's, I mean, if you're going to fall for it, all that's pretty normal. Okay, we need you to take her shirt off. That's where I'm getting like, uh, I don't feel comfortable about this. <laughs> like shoes and socks, whatever. You know, you're not going to see a nipple on a foot. But, yeah, taking her shirt. And then they do it. They take her fucking shirt off. And then take her bra off. Take her uh, pants off. Take her underwear off. Like, And then eventually, this bitch is just naked in a fucking manager's office at a, fuck, at a you know, McDonald's. I got to put that on the top three of worst places to be butt-ass naked. <laughs> I mean, the back office of a McDonald's is way up on that list. <laughs> and, yeah, and then it gets to the point where, like, oh, have her do jumping jacks so something falls out of her fucking vag. And then bend her over and check in her asshole. Now, look. That's that is a hundred percent where I'm drawing the line. Like, this chick just worked the fucking French fries for nine hours. <laughs> I'm spreading her fucking cheeks, dude. <laughs> Look, you know I've spread my ass cheeks at a Taco Bell many a times, but it was all you know. It was all my choice. <laughs> I never had I never had the manager do it, you know. It was just my body saying, we got to get shit out of here. Wild. But then what's crazy is they go through all this, go through everything, figure out who, they figure out the guy who did it. He, I mean, spoiler alert, the motherfucker gets off scot-free. But the the girl, one of the, the main girl that they're really like chronicling and is also, I'm pretty sure the same girl who the movie Compliance is about, was working at the McDonald's and she sued McDonald's. Saying that, like, they knew that these things were happening all across the country and weren't telling the managers about it, weren't notifying people enough. Which is, I mean, if you're McDonald's, how the fuck do you not send out just an email? <laughs> just send out an email saying, hey, if somebody calls, pretend to be the police officers, want you to look in a girl's asshole. Don't. <laughs> but she sues McDonald's and gets $6 million. Which immediately, I'm like, eh, worth it. <laughs> like, do you know what I, I mean, I would shove a Big Mac right up my ass for $6 million. Fries too. Large, a large order of fries sideways up my ass for $6 million. I mean, she got out perfect. All she had to do was just get naked for someone in a McDonald's, you know, back office Granted, not a great place to be, but got six million fucking dollars. So you know you can complain all you want, but goddamn, you came out better than a lot of people. I mean, there are people who have gotten naked in worse places for very, very less money. <laughs> so hey, you know, enjoy spending that money. Fucking have a good one. <laughs> well. That about wraps up this one. As always, be sure to like and subscribe. Thanks for uh, tuning in to this, this shit show. Until next time, I'll feed his hand. <laughs>